Welcome to the Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. How are we looking today? Good day today. Although the wind is still kicking, sunshine today. I woke up today and actually felt like it was a little warmer. Then again, I think it feels warmer because the Brewers are now 4-3. and three. They're above 500. And from where we were, I shouldn't say we, because there weren't a lot of us in that same boat. But from where the Brewers were, after the first, what, four games, the loss of the Cubs in the opener, then the shelling of Brandon Woodruff in the second game, Brewers got that win, and then they got beaten the Orioles' first game of that series. They got blank there, two to nothing. Uh, but really, since the last game of the Cubs series, if you want to get into the positive side of things on a very positive Friday, uh, the Brewers are 4-1. and one. They won four of their last five, three in a row. And uh, Brandon Woodruff looked really solid yesterday. Brewers uh, with a game time tonight of 7-10 on this Friday night edition. But from where they were and where you were, for those that thought the sky was falling, like this is not going to be a team that's going to win a championship. This is not going to be a team that goes to the postseason. I told you so, finger pointers, which I went off on last week. Are you now back saying, well, wait a minute. They've now won three in a row after the relatively rough start where they were one and three. Or you can look at it as they've won four of their last five. Wait a minute. Now I'm back on the bandwagon. (laughs) I jumped off the bandwagon. I broke my ankle. I sprained myself. My knee is torn up. I blew out my ACL. I think I herniated a disc and I pooped my pants. Are we back on the bandwagon now? We've cleaned ourselves up. We have let our bones heal, tendons heal, and we're feeling good. Are you back on the bandwagon now? Welcome to the Friday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. Also, you got the Bucks getting ready to take on the Chicago Bulls this weekend. I'm taking the uh, the Bucks four games to one in that series. Uh, you've got Aaron Rodgers. He's happy. It was a nice Easter gift. We'll get into that discussion coming up as well. Ben, how was your Friday yesterday? Where, where'd you go and watch the game? I, I had a lot of work to do. I didn't get out of here until late, but then I watched at home, went out, had a couple drinks at night. It was a chill day. Um, yeah? I don't know. I'm traveling this weekend, so I needed to do Where are you going? Much. I'm going to New York, seeing some family, seeing okay. some friends. Yeah. I'm not you're excited about jet it. jet-setter, man. You're all over the country. I don't know. I hate that place, but yeah, it I'm is not what a big it is. New York fan either. I've only, look, I've only been in New York a couple of times. Uh, a few of the times I went there with the Bucks uh, from years ago. And, um, which, you know, you don't do a whole lot. You fly into town, you go to the game and you get out of there. I spent a week there for the Super Bowl, and I, it was basically down near Times Square. Stayed at the Marriott, and they ended up having the, because I remember Carnegie Hall and the convention center and Madison Square Garden would not host the NFL for the Super Bowl because New Yorkers don't care. They, they really, actually, they thought, because uh, we would walk into a restaurant or something, we'd say, hey, we're you know here with the NFL covering the Super Bowl. Like, ah, I can't wait till it's over. They just wanted us the hell out of there. We were just in their way. And that's kind of the way we were made to feel. Um, but I had a nice time walking. I mean, it was within the you know, 10, 15 blocks of Times Square that uh, we spent most of our time. But it was, it was pretty cool. But it wasn't like I got out to Rockaway Beach or anything like that, you know, and hung out. But New York's okay. The one thing I noticed about New York, if you're going to take a GPS, don't. Uh, because once you get into downtown Manhattan, 
the buildings are so tall, you you don't get a satellite shot out. You, you It's very hard to find a cell signal at times. So your GPS doesn't work right. You'll end up getting stuck on a block, and then finally when it does discover, rediscover you, you're 10 blocks away from where you were supposed to be, and you've taken wrong turns, and you're stuck. So that's the one thing about GPS. It's just like you better know where you're going when you get to New York. But good stuff. So heading off to New York. So you just leaving today, or when, when are you leaving? Later tonight. Every time I travel, it becomes a disaster. It's kind of a growing theme. So I had a flight that was well-timed. I was going to get there at a normal hour, you know, to go out mm-hmm. with some friends. But I right. got into work today, and it's now delayed two hours. So I'll get in there at midnight, really? and I'm going to be furious, but it's okay. I wonder why. It's it's because I was on the plane. Whenever I take an airplane, it goes <laughs> Security some, check. Something goes wrong every time. <laughs> Security check. It's probably what it is. Uh, anyway, well, there you go. Best of luck traveling. Uh, this I don't have much this weekend. This is kind of the calm before the storm. This is that weekend where uh, I don't have a ton going on. You got Easter. Today's Good Friday, so happy Good Friday to all of you. Um, this is the uh, this is the this is the calm before the storm because you've got this Easter Sunday, and then after that. It gets, I mean, the show itself is always, you know, it, it is what it is, but it gets, the schedule begins to get really crazy, really crazy. Because next week is meetings and ramp up and, and some other stuff going on. And then uh, uh, we've got a, a sponsor thing here at the house over the weekend. And then uh, I leave for Minneapolis. I'll be gone in Minneapolis four days. We get into the NFL draft and then it's pretty much bam. It's, it's It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, the World Series run is back on, so that's a good thing. Well, that's good. No, I agree with that. That's good. I mean, once we get to the uh, once you get into baseball, you're now into postseason basketball. The NFL draft comes, and once the NFL draft gets here, then you've got the analyzation of what it is the Packers did. Then you've got the uh, rookie minicamp, the voluntary workouts, OTAs, all that kind of stuff, because the NFL never stops. It's a twenty four seven business. Which means uh, we start again gassing up the car of one Mike Clemens. This year they're going to open things up, so we're thinking about even taking the show on the road and doing the show uh, up there, uh, outside of Lambeau, and, and trying to get some uh, trying to get some stuff there as well. But uh, just a lot starts to happen, so it it really and then you know before you know it, boom, it's the end of the season and uh, we're back to New Year's. So yeah, man, crazy crazy schedule coming up. Um, our, our buddy ESPN Steve says, oh, my God, not another producer that travels with a cloud over his head. I've been there, done that. Oh, what, is this a theme? Yeah, I, I tend to have producers that have, have issues, have travel issues. I think so. part of it is I actually experience issues, and also I just despise traveling. And whenever I travel, mm-hmm. I'm in an awful mood. So then one little inconvenience just ruins everything. Okay. Yeah, well... I uh, I get the inconvenience part of it. I uh, I have tra- I have been kind of lucky, knock on wood, that I have not experienced a lot of problems. I mean, I've heard some horror stories uh, via travel. I haven't gotten to that point. I've never had to sit on a tarmac for more than an hour. Uh, I've never had flight cancel after cancel. Well, I take that back. When COVID hit, and I was out in Arizona, it did. Uh, it was it was a little it was tough to get back because um, they started canceling flights. And uh, that I remember. And then all of a sudden, then a lockdown happened and nothing was going on. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, that's the only time I ever experienced travel problems. 
big time travel problems. I've had my luggage lost. Have you ever had that? No, luckily. Yeah, I've I've had luggage lost to where, you know, the uh, the, the the outside lights kick on at about four in the morning when the truck is delivering your luggage, and then you get the luggage that is the bag of shame. Have you ever had the bag of shame? You know what I'm talking about? No. It's when your zipper breaks. The zipper on the luggage. Oh, I had the bag of shame once. You never. Uh, but that was when it was delivered to my house because they lost my luggage. I think they just threw it on the ground and forgot it. And maybe a plane ran over it. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that when you get the uh, the bag of shame and it comes out of the uh, the the carousel, the chute of the carousel, and it's all duct taped up. And it's, oh, yeah, it's not good. That's that's the bag of shame. As a matter of fact, uh, on our Super Bowl trip, Erica had the bag of shame. Her her zipper blew up on her uh, on her suitcase. She had this girly girl, you know, pink leopard looking thing with gold on it and all zhuzhy and and she went to zip it up and blew out. So next thing you know, it's just a big roll of gorilla tape. <laughs> and then it comes out. There's clothes hanging out of it and everything. And they can't expect it. So they slice it open. Because if it's taped up and you, they can't get into it, it's an automatically re- it's a red flag. So they've got to get into it to look around. So it's like when people lock their luggage and then they cut the lock off. So because you you have to have access to your luggage when it goes through screening uh, behind closed doors. So they cut the tape and then they retape it. So now you've got double and even triple the tape that was on there originally. <laughs> it just it's crap. And then they throw it on the ground, and the tape's all torn up. And, it, yeah, it's the bag of shame is what it is. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so again. 877-867-1670. Find us on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can also uh, track us down on YouTube. Great way to watch the show. Please subscribe there. It's absolutely free. Go to YouTube.com. That's YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, Bill Michaels Show. You can find us on Twitch TV uh, as well if you want to download that app and uh, plenty of ways to uh, email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And don't forget, after the program, you can always find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts as well. Brewers get a win. What was the bigger story coming out of yesterday's contest? Brewers get a win. And yesterday, was it Woodruff? Was it Woodruff coming out of the contest Looking just game fantastic, or, or, was it the fact that uh, Christian Yelich uh, took one deep, doubled a rocket in the deepest center, deepest part of the park for a double, ended up scoring as well. But the fact that Yelich yesterday finally gives you that that glimpse that, that I mean that was a bullet too. It wasn't like he lifted one high into the air. It was a rocket. And now, at least, you know, when you listen to the broadcast, when you're listening to Brian Anderson and Bill Schroeder, uh, they both noted he's starting to hit a little more solid. He's starting to give you, even if, uh, you know, the at-bats have been, a couple of them have either been really hard ground balls or a line shot directly at someone, that he is starting to really kind of key in on a baseball. Andrew McCutcheon, again, with another knock yesterday, picked up an RBI. Uh, Colton Wong gets off the schneid, two for four at the top of the lineup yesterday, scores a run, drives in a run, solid outing for him. Narvaez yesterday, solid as well. Uh, he goes two for four, scores a run, drives in two. So good day yesterday at the plate, top to bottom for the Brewers. Lorenzo Cain, he still struggles, 0 for 4, a couple of strikeouts yesterday. Not looking great right now. 
Uh, Rowdy Telez again, one for three. He scored yesterday as well. So not a bad day offensively against Adam Wainwright. Wainwright yesterday, not a great outing, four and a third, eight hits, four runs, all of them earned. Seven strikeouts. He was dealing a little bit early on. Uh, gave up the one long ball and then a, a couple of walks. But Brandon Woodruff, five innings of solid work, 89 pitches in those five innings. And I'll tell you this, the home, home plate umpire sucked, sucked yesterday. Was awful. Uh, there was two or three times that uh, he should have rung some people up for Brandon Woodruff and didn't. He shouldn't have thrown 89 pitches. He should, probably should have thrown about 75. But uh, he gives up three hits, no run. Two strikeouts, should have been four or five, and uh, just one walk yesterday, getting a lot of ground balls. Gott came in, gave up the one hit, but had a solid inning. Gustav comes in, gives up the one solo shot, and that was the extent of it. So not a bad way to go yesterday for the Brewers, who are now back to the top, back to the top when it comes to the division. Tied up uh, with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So good, good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this when we come back. We're going to hear from inside the clubhouse yesterday after the ball game. Brewers get a win. Back at it again tonight. Bucks preparing for the Chicago Bulls this weekend. Aaron Rodgers is grinning. A lot of good stuff going on right now. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program as the Brewers get the win yesterday and uh, good stuff down at the ball yard. Good, good crowd. A lot of energy. I mean, I know the wind was I know the wind was howling a little bit, but uh, too bad the roof wasn't open for that one. That one might have landed in Cudahy, but uh, but nevertheless, Brewers get the win. They've now won four of their last five and the Brewers Brewers actually and I said they're sitting atop Cubs got a win. So the Cubs won yesterday, which means the Cubs jumped one, a half game ahead, I should say. Half game ahead of the Cardinals and uh, the Brewers. Brewers and Cardinals now tied, half game behind the Cubs. Pirates only a game back. Pirates have won two in a row. Break them up. Meanwhile, Cincinnati, uh, they are sucking swamp water. Their pitching is just awful, and uh, they are falling fast. But, uh, yeah, the Cubs are atop the division right now. Fly that W just for a short period of time. And then call it a day. But uh, St. Louis and Milwaukee back at it again tonight, just after 7 o'clock Central Time, down at the ball yard. In the meantime, when you uh, go to uh, the after party, that was the game. Craig Council, after the ball game, talked about Burns and Woodruff kind of bouncing back after those first starts. We're, we're getting a little spoiled by these guys. They are great. They are going to have hiccups. Their, their seasons are going to be different. They're still going to be great, but they're going to be different. But uh, they're talented. They work hard. They're conscientious, um, and they're going to have success over the long term. So, you know, there's going to be blips in the season, but I think you see them come back from them. It shows shows who they are. Then just the oddity yesterday. Albert Pujols on second decides to steal third. Here's what Council had to say about it. 
he's a smart player. And then he tried to catch his nap in a little bit and catch, catch Woody in a little bit of a rhythm. I thought it was another, just how, how Woody just didn't panic right there. You know, that you can panic there. You can balk there. When you see something like that, he just, I thought he calmly stepped off and, and realized he had some time and, and we executed a play. Now, I had mentioned this in the first segment of the show yesterday or today, but uh, Woodruff should have had a few more strikeouts. The the umpiring behind home plate was a joke. It was bad. And this is this is the kind of umpiring that this is the reason home plate umpires are going to lose their job. This is the reason why, because he took it personal. The the guy clearly was not going to give Woodruff a call, even though the Fox tracks over and over and over and over again showed strikes, lower corners, inside, outside, even pitches that were damn near right over the plate. He wasn't calling, and Council talked about uh, Woodruff not. I mean, Woodruff got a little mouthy, and Council had to come out of the dugout in between the fourth and the fifth inning. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Council talks about you know Woodruff kind of keeping his cool. That's some experience, I think, being in those situations before. You know, I, th- I think Brandon can tell you about a couple, couple of situations that he's let it get the best of him, and that's where ex- that's where experience comes in, um, learning from those situations and continue to attack and not let the, the motion of the moment take over. Um, and, he, and he did a really nice job. He did. He did a really nice job. And uh, as it continues on, uh, you've got, uh, you know, Craig Council talking about Omar Narvaez. is a great game yesterday for him. Omar had a great game, kind of on all sides of it to me. I think our lineup's built to be able to get contributions the whole way through. So getting, getting some contributions down at the bottom today was good. Also, uh, Craig Council after the ball game. Uh, well, I, actually, I take that back. Colton Wong. Uh, playing in front of a solid and uh, a sold-out stadium, a place finally for the first time since he came over, playing in front of a sold-out stadium at, at American Family Field the first time since 2019. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, amazing. You know, anytime you come here, and the fans are amazing. You know, it's just like you can tell there's a little bit of alcohol in there, you know, so it's a little rowdy, um, you know, but it's so fun. And that's what we've been missing for a while, you know, and now I think they're trying to get back to normal. Uh, you feed off of that, you know, this crowd, every single time they're out here, you know, you feed off just the energy they're bringing and that liquid courage. So, you know, I love it. You know, keep it coming. <laughs> liquid courage. He had his son with him, by the way, there on the podium. Liquid courage. A little liquid courage in some people. Uh, in addition to that, Colton Wong talked about uh, the offense and the season they're having so far. I think with spring training, we kind of had that mindset. You know, we saw the guys that we had, the guys that we brought in, and uh, it just let, kind of put a confidence throughout the clubhouse. You know, we know that we can hit. We know that we can put up runs. And, um, you know, it's been kind of hit or miss the past couple of days, but it's still early. So, you know, no panic. We just understand how good we are. We just got to continue to keep grinding, keep our head down, and uh, keep putting together good at-bats. Colton Wong uh, got into the discussion when you talk about the additions in the offseason. And one of the and we've talked about this time and again. We got into this discussion quite a bit yesterday about the addition of Andrew McCutcheon and what they've gotten from him so far. You know, Kutch is, you know, he's a seasoned vet, man. He knows how to do it in any situation. So, you know, to have him come up and do that was huge for us to get us on the right foot. And, you know, Woody kind of handled the rest. And we were able to you know, scratch a few more runs across. So when we're doing that, you know, we're, we're a dangerous team. And then Brandon Woodruff, I mentioned only a couple of strikeouts yesterday, but got the job done. A lot of ground balls, really tough situation with the home plate umpiring. And he talks about having success when you don't really, when you're not throwing a bunch of fire and blowing, blowing it past a bunch of guys. That's good. Being a pitcher, it's not always about striking people out. And, uh, and that's hard to do, but uh, to work through some innings and, 
and sequence up some pitches and, and, and get through it. And, you know, the most important part is you put up a, a zero. Uh, and then he did discuss Albert Pujols trying to take off for third and trying to catch him napping. I'll tell you what, <laughs> that time, I, you know, I come set two pitches in a row, and I think I'd kind of fallen into a pattern of, of taking a breath. I think he noticed it, and for whatever reason, I just held on just a touch longer. And, um, I mean, I – so I told myself as soon as he got on second that he wasn't going to steal. You know, I'm like, I'm not worried about him as a runner. Um, but that's what the Cardinals are good at. They're good at trying to take advantage of any time, you know, anything that you can give them. And um, for whatever reason, I just held it for a little bit longer and he took off. And it was, I was yeah. able to step off in time. So Then you have uh, the discussion regarding the home plate umpiring and the fact that yesterday, and as I had mentioned, obviously, that uh, it was, it, it, the home plate umpiring was not good to, to, to say the very least, it, it, you know, it is what it is. But uh, he talks a little bit about that. Even last year, man, I, I've had those times where I've had that happen to me and I get pretty fired up about it because uh, it, it matters. I mean, I went back and watched them. They were pretty good. So I think last year I probably would have let that get to me a little bit and maybe not executed as well. But in that moment, I just kept telling myself, take a breath, clear it out, reset, and worry about the next pitch. And I, I think I was able to do a pretty good job of that and get to that end. He did a good job of that yesterday. He really did. Um, and then last but not least, uh, you know, just a good good step forward after going through a really rough outing his first time down in Chicago. I'm still working hard every day and, you know, getting back, right back to it tomorrow. I still feel like I'm – Today was a better step in terms of getting back to who I am. I'm not quite on the train tracks yet, but I'm getting there. And today was the right step. And it's just, it's such a long season. So getting there and then, uh, but yeah, today was a lot better. Uh, just trying to carry that momentum going forward. So there you go. That was uh, some of the sound coming out of the uh, clubhouse after the ball game yesterday. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Uh, this is from Zach and Wisco says, uh, this was Monday night as well. Uh, he said, too many ump strike zones look like uh, Jerry Mandred congressional districts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was not good. Uh, you, you know, it's one thing where, you know, if it's every now and then, if you're near the the corner, maybe there's a miss. But this was consistent. This was consistent. Uh, by the way, the Players Alliance announces that uh, several MLB players, including Lorenzo Cain, Jason Hayward, uh, Aaron Hicks, Mike Moustakis, David Price, all going to donate their salary from Friday's games on Jackie Robinson Day to invest in struggling inner city and rural baseball teams. So everybody's salary for today's game goes towards those initiatives. Nice stuff. Bob Nightingale reporting that. Good stuff. So remember that when Lorenzo Cain takes to the field. That just uh, that just crossing the wire today. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to do so. Got a couple emails I want to get to when we come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Bud Light uh, and the Bud Light Hard Soda. Thanks to Bud Weiser as well, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball. And uh, everything they did for us yesterday, the specials down at Stanny's. We had a great time. Can't say enough to the staff and management down there. We had a lot of fun. And uh, it was all due in part to our friends from Bud Light and all of our uh, on-site sponsors as well, uh, which we'll roll through throughout the day. But, uh, man, what a fun day yesterday down at Stenny's. That place, by the time uh, we were getting ready to get off the air, it was packed. I mean, jam-packed. And they were running 
two full bus shuttles continuously, about every 15 minutes, shuttles were leaving for the ballpark. So I can't imagine what it was like getting uh, getting back there after the game. <laughs> How many people were hanging around? And uh, a, a, as Colton Wong put it, uh, you know, serving up the liquid courage. But, man, oh, man, uh, that place was packed yesterday. So thanks to all the Brewers fans that came out and hung out with us yesterday. So much fun. Such a good time. And thanks to Eduardo, who was uh, he walked in wearing a Cardinals jersey. His buddy is from Milwaukee, and he is from St. Louis. Didn't think this would end up being an opening day game, but they bought tickets for this. And he walked in, got booed a little bit, but he said he had a, an absolute gra- uh, an absolute blast. So uh, thanks to Eduardo for coming up and saying hi to us as well yesterday. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, reminder coming up uh, the 28th, which is less than two weeks away. It'll be first round of the NFL draft, and we are going to bring you all the draft coverage that night right here on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. So uh, many of you network stations uh, along the line, uh, get on board. We're going to care- we're going to start our coverage at 7 o'clock Central Time and pretty much run through the night with the entire first round of the draft, give you all the analysis, all the picks, what's left on the big board, so to speak. And uh, we'll uh, talk about when the Packers do finally make a draft or a draft pick or if they make a trade. We're going to carry it all for you right here. And by the way, that's immediately following Kenny and Heilprint. How about that? That's a big day for me. Full night of sports. Yeah, that's a long day for you. That's a long day. I'm in for you from 10 to 2 as well that day. Right. Yeah. So, oh, man, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm going to be driving back from Minneapolis. Driving to there on Monday and driving back on Thursday and then doing the draft show Thursday night. But I'm looking forward to uh, going to Minneapolis. We're going to be doing the show on that Tuesday and Wednesday from the Hewing Hotel. You ever been there? Ever been to the Ewing? No, I've only been to Minneapolis once. I was in sixth grade. The Ewing Hotel is one of these restored old, you know, rustic, um, like old warehouse type of buildings, you know. And the Ewing Hotel is, um, it's really, it's a really cool place. It's been renovated into a hotel. We've got one similar to that in Milwaukee called the Iron Horse. And uh, same ownership group. And uh, and we're going to be uh, doing the show there from the Ewing Hotel in Minneapolis on uh, the 26th and 27th. But don't forget on the 28th, the 28th, we are going to bring you uh, all the first round draft coverage of the NFL draft, trades, all that kind of good stuff. So it's going to be going to be a fascinating night. But really looking forward to it. So don't forget, coming up less than two weeks away on the tw- night of the 28th, seven o'clock central, right right after. Kenny and Heilprin on our uh, flagship station out of Milwaukee or out of Madison. Uh, we're going to be uh, bringing you the NFL draft on these many of these same stations. So good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, hit us up, please feel free. Uh, I want to say hi to Ted. Hey, what up? Uh, also, Justin says, Tiki Bar looks amazing. Weather very nice uh, down south. I see uh, the wind is blowing. Uh, you better better believe it. Four inches of fresh snow up north? Really? I saw that uh, that whatever that low-pressure system is that's kind of sweeping through the upper portion of the state. This is what's bringing the wind. But I didn't know you got snow 
up there. Uh, then again, yesterday it was pretty interesting because a lot of the guys that I see from Tomahawk were down at Stenny's last night. Uh, get, they were going to take the shuttle over to the game. And uh, there was there was Howie and, and Gregor and, I mean, you know, Rob and everybody that was down there. And they said, oh, God, it's like every day. They're getting, you know, a quarter inch to two inches to three inches to two inches to, you know, it just keeps building up and it's not going away. I'm, uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be pulling my hair out at this point. Then again, uh, on this date four years ago, uh, as my buddy Justin showed me, 18 inches of snow fell in the Wausau area. Boah. Don't think I can handle that. 18 inches of fr- fresh powder fell four years ago. So things could be worse, I guess, in the grand scheme of things. Eight, uh, 877-867-167. Hey, oh, I, brought, I wanted to bring this up. Did you see, uh, Ben, by any chance, the front page of uh, Yahoo Sports today? No, I have not. None other than a big story done about our buddy Brian Kelly, the head coach of LSU. Let me guess. Either TikTok dancing videos, he, along with the other coaches of his age, coming out against NIL, Mm -hmm. or he is now fully Southern and is tanned and has the accent. The accent. Mm. The accent. Uh, He hyped up the power of the Tigers, discussed the limitations of the Irish, uh, which the limitations are he can't get kids that he wants into the school because of the academic requirements. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, it's funny because Lou Holtz won a national title there. It can be done. Uh, anyway, then he had to, uh, even try to explain his pronunciation of family because everybody wants to know, Hey, when did you get this Cajun accent? Um, so the, the article basically goes to the fact that he's a, he's as phony and as much of a liar as anybody. Whether he's at home or at a crawfish boil, he's not going anywhere. It doesn't matter because, after all, LSU fired one of the most uniquely Louisiana coaches of all time in Ed Ogeron, and he was as Cajun as Cajun gets. Um, so Kelly has adopted uh, the Cajun accent, or at least tried to. Everybody's kind of making fun of him. But the story goes on to say that they don't care. They don't care. They know he's full of crap. They know he's a liar. They know he's not Cajun. They know he's not Southern. They know he's full of crap, and they don't care. That's what the article basically says, is because if he wins and brings a national title down there, that's all that matters. Beyond that, they don't care. So it's basically an article of, here's Brian Kelly. He's leading the LSU Tigers. He's got recruiting up. He's got more name recognition down there, more than, than Ogeron. And we know he's an absolute bald face, F-bomb dropping, SOB lying bastard in the Cajun sense. And they don't care. <laughs> it's, in other words, we've got no morals. We don't care about anything but winning. We know that he's an SOB. Everything, all the baggage that comes with this slime ball, as long as he wins, we don't care. At least LSU puts it on the table. You know what I mean? At least they now I don't like it, but at least LSU says, yeah, we're in it to win it. Beyond that, we don't have, we don't have a whole lot of character beyond that. But, uh, but the whole article is about Kelly being a phony and how LSU doesn't give two dams.
They don't care. I was reading that this morning, and I was kind of laughing. Um, Kelly won a couple of national titles at Division Two at Grand Valley State, and then obviously went on to have success with uh, with with University of Cincinnati and Notre Dame. He's the winningest coach in program history and got the the Irish to a BCS title game in two playoffs, uh, where they were basically just blown out. He's not known as a big time recruiter or a charismatic personality in nearly any setting. It says. He was good enough to improve the Irish's talent uh, that it went from being uh, forever hailed as a nothing-but-hype top-ten program, uh, and it continues there today. Kelly counting on the institutional power of LSU to overcome that, despite arriving just days before the early signing period last September. He's got recruits. It goes through all of that. But basically it says, like, look, he's not a nice guy. He's not a charismatic guy. He's a liar. He's a fake. He's a phony. He's a fraud. But he knows how to coach. He's a winner. So LSU took a shot. I I can't imagine how long he'll last if now that he's basically said, hey, I had restrictions at Notre Dame. I couldn't bring in the guys that I wanted because their academic standards are too high. I couldn't bring in those, those JUCOs. I couldn't bring in those transfer guys. I couldn't bring in guys that weren't smart enough to work at L- at Notre Dame, but I can bring in those guys at LSU. So I don't have any reasons not to win a national title now, other than maybe Nick Saban sitting across the you know across the way across the border. But and now, how how long do you think it goes before Brian Kelly is out of a job at LSU? I think they have a couple years of success, and then quickly the marriage falls like falls off a cliff as soon as mm-hmm. they go seven and five. We can only hope. Four years is my guess. Four years. Four years? Okay. Four years. We gotta we gotta put it in a file now. Gotta write it down. Four year prediction, Brian Kelly will be out at LSU. I think he will have enough success to keep them interested. Um it's gonna take him probably a year or two at least to get to where he's now here's the other thing they're going to eventually expand the playoff and i would assume he's going to get into that does that then give him enough cred if he gets into that say two or three times to then make him a coach that's going to be there for as long as he wants or if he's not in the top four every year do they look at the, and he doesn't win a national title? Do they look at this as this guy is exactly as built? He's full of crap. He's all hype. He's going to be a pretty good coach, but he's not going to get you over the top. And now you got to go find a coach that will. Oh, I think it's That's the what, second one because Les Miles won there, Ed Orgeron won there. So then Brian Kelly is supposed to be a better coach than both of them. If he doesn't win right. a national title in six, seven years, then he's gone. I don't think yeah. making the playoff is enough for them. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I I can't wish enough <laughs> enough defeats upon Brian Kelly. I just can't. Uh, by the way, our bus, our buddy Justin over on Twitter, uh, Swamp Donkey, by the way, is what he goes by, says, this is what my yard looks like right now. The wind's been blowing sideways. It's a mess. And he sends me a picture. Oh, my goodness. Snow everywhere. My buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Covered All Up in Wausau just sent me a picture, too. Snow everywhere, blowing all over the joint. Piles of it, snow drifts. I just, I, and, and I do like the fact, though, 
<laughs> Justin, that you send me a picture, and it's off the back deck or the front deck or wherever this is, but he's got a Christmas wreath and the Christmas tree stand <laughs> still still sitting there. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show we uh, we continue on this Friday. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pindell, a quality machining manufacturing company. It's right here in our own backyard. It's in New Berlin, Wisconsin. And if you're looking for a job with a great company, uh, just go to Pindell. P i n d e l. Pindell dot com. That is Pindell dot com. And uh, and check them out for yourself. Good good people over there. Good people. Jordan and Bill and everybody. If you're looking for a job, it can be an even sales job. They're looking for all kinds of people over there. So check out Pindell.com. That's P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com. Um, what do we have here? Uh, oh, Justin says the snow finally melted uh, th- uh, enough to get the wreath and the stand off my frozen deck. <laughs> so in other words, it's been out there since Christmas. It snowed, and it's just now becoming visible. Okay, now you get a little more of a uh, of a reprieve, I guess, is the best way to put it. You get you get a little forgiveness there. A little forgiveness there. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So uh, this one's from Anthony, who said, uh, what has yesterday proved to us Brewers fans? Uh, I'll... I'll say this, when you're looking for proof out of one game, you're, you don't get baseball that well. You, 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 baseball is such a marathon. It's just you can't really make some kind of a drastic distinction out of only one game. The only thing, the only game that would matter was game seven of a World Series, and then your distinction is either champion or runner-up. But other than that, I, you know, what did it prove? It didn't prove anything. It was good to have the fan. I mean, if you're talking about the way it was over the last couple of years versus now, last year was no fans and then 25% capacity. The year before was not a single fan in the stands. That was it. So, you know, as far as one game goes, it was just good to see fans back. It was good to see the energy back at the ballpark. Uh, When Narvaez went yard to hear, you know, you call it and the crowd go wild in the background and all of that. I mean, that's, that's to me. And here's the other thing. To see broadcasters on the road traveling, you know, when they do that little shot behind them, you know, to see the field that they're actually supposed to be at. Because for a long time, 
in the last couple of years, the broadcasters weren't traveling. They were doing it from the studio, either at the ballpark or another type of studio. They weren't actually there. So to see everybody there, to see the uh, the national anthem, the giant American flag draped across the entire outfield of American Family Field, fans, I mean, the, the seventh inning stretch with God Bless America, it, just, it was all perfect. I mean, granted, they won. Had they not won, it wouldn't have been perfect. But it was all perfect as a Brewers fan. Just to just to be back, it was it was great. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Phil says the Brewers looked great yesterday. Pitching is back to great start, two great starts in a row. As as Craig Council said, um, you know, after the game yesterday, he said, "Hey, look, um, we've been spoiled. You're just used to Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta just going to the going to the hill and bang bang bang." Mowing guys down and moving on. Win, win, win. Get to the bottom of the rotation, you're good to go. And every now and then you're going to hit a bump in the road. That's to be expected. He's right. But that's what we've become accustomed to. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. So, no, I'm, I'm not looking at yesterday going, okay, they're on their way to a World Series. Nor was I looking at them as a losing team or franchise or not being able to get to a postseason just because they started out with a couple of losses earlier to the Cubs. But I, I will say this. Here's something to think about, okay? Here's something to think about. When you look at the Brewers and you look at the games, Okay, what have I said? 4.2, right? 4.2. They won 5-4, to four. they won 5-4, to four. they won 4-2, to two. they won 5-1. to one. You score four runs or more most of the time you're going to win. Two of the three games they lost, the, the first game of the season they lost 5-4. to four. Scored four runs, ended up taking a loss. That's going to be somewhat of a rarity if the pitching staff holds up. But the other two games they didn't play to run. They got beat 9 to nothing and 2 to nothing. So, four and five seems to be the uh, the epic amount. When you get to that run total, 4.2 on average runs per game, you're going to win quite a few games. Absolutely. 877-867-1670. After the top of the hour, after the top of the hour, we'll talk a little bit more about baseball, but after the top of the hour, uh, yesterday Sammy Watkins signed to a one-year deal with the Green Bay Packers. Apparently... According to Pat McAfee, who has spoken with Aaron Rodgers, who has spoken with Sammy Watkins, Rodgers is happy about this, which one is good. Obviously, there's some knowledge of Matt LaFleur or the system that Matt LaFleur is utilizing from Sammy Watkins as those two were together in L.A. years ago. So there's that knowledge there. Uh, but, but Rodgers is happy. Therefore, should we all be happy? And not look at this as... A bargain basement signing. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. Three more hours on this Good Friday. Good Friday edition of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.